You're listening to The Happiness Hub, part of the Redshift Community Podcast Network with me, Liz Parkin. And me, Kedron Elliott. Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved and be happy. Hello, everyone. You're listening to The Happiness Hub podcast. And I've just got a little quick intro to do about this week's guest. So I was really pleased to be able to um, invite a nutrition, energy and wellness coach, Jo Brimmel, onto the podcast. I've been asking her since January if she'd like to come on. And I know Jo through Liz, so Jo's been a friend of, of Liz's for a long time. And I've met Jo a couple of times through lots sort of social occasions and when Liz got married and that kind of thing. Uh, but I got to know Jo uh, quite a bit better through the anti-inflammatory diet that Liz and I both followed back in January, which you might have heard us talk about on the podcast. So Jo was running the, the course. She was training to be a nutritionist coach back then and she needed a few people to join the course so that she could run so that she could complete her training. Liz told me that Jo was uh, running this anti-inflammatory diet and that she needed some ta- people to take part um, during the six weeks. And she said that following this anti-inflammatory diet would really help me with some of the digestion symptoms that I was having and, and, and the inflammatory pain. And also what was really interesting about the course was learning about how your gut really impacts your physical, your mental health and how you can change it. And plus, I just did want it to lose a few pounds in the process, too. So uh, Joe helped uh, us all with this uh, during the course. And Liz wanted to join also because of what she'd been diagnosed with um, over Christmas as well, which we talked about a little bit in our uh, introduction to this series of the Happiness Hub podcast. So I was really intrigued to find out what it was all about and Liz and I both joined back in January and I was able to lose 10 pounds through following the um, anti-inflammatory diet as well as Liz I think um, lost over a stone and what was more important to me what wasn't my main driver for joining but was also to improve both my physical and, and mental side of things as well uh, i've been having quite a lot of stomach pain and really feeling tired and a lack of motivation um, so i really wanted um, something to help me with my energy levels and also to see if i could treat some of the digestive problems i was having um, through my change of diet so Joe since gone on to pass a nutrition course since we did that eight week course with her in January and she now runs regular six to eight week courses through her website which um, I link in the show notes and through something called the one two three new me program and um, she runs these alongside her energy alignment method sessions which we talked a little bit about in the podcast which help people with their life decisions and letting go of things that might be holding them back so um, I think she can also run these because we did a bit of both during the six week, uh, the eight weeks in January um, together as well. If you're looking at changing your overall um, lifestyle, which she talks about again um, later on in the podcast. Uh, but I also asked Jo on the podcast because she also has a chronic condition. She was diagnosed with a, a rare form of arthritis and inflammatory arthritis, which which left her quite debilitated. I mean, she there was she said it came on quite quickly and that she couldn't do even little things like put the kettle on. Um, and she really wanted to be able to find out how she could, you know, reduce those symptoms. And she managed to reduce those and almost remove all of them following the anti-inflammatory diet while she was waiting three months to see the rheumatoid um, specialist. 
But since then, she's also been really passionate about how anyone can follow this diet and really help themselves with many different conditions. So that's why she's gone on to run these courses for other people as well. So if this is something that piques your interest, uh, keep listening to hear more about Joe's journey and how you yourself uh, can follow and learn about an anti-inflammatory diet to help you with your own conditions and symptoms. And I hope you enjoy. So hello, you're listening to The Happiness Hub with me, Kedron Elliott, and this is our fourth episode of our fourth series. And we're all talking about chronic diseases and hidden conditions. So we've had a few uh, previous guests on that have been on the podcast uh, before, but today we have a very special guest and a friend of ours uh, to come on and talk about inflammatory arthritis. So that's a condition that you suffer with. So first of all, let me introduce you. It's uh, Joe Brimmel. Hello, Joe. How are you doing? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. So thank you ever so much for joining me today. Um, we have talked a little bit about you, Joe, on our podcast before, um, because um, we followed the anti-inflammatory diet with you uh, in January. Both uh, myself and Liz did that. So the listeners will know a little bit about you before <laughs> you coming on today. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I know we'll talk about anti-inflammatory diet in a little bit and how it's kind of helped you with your uh, symptoms. But just talk to us a little bit about your inflammatory arthritis that you said you, you've had and how it was diagnosed and at a relatively young age, I would say. Is, is that correct? Uh, well, 37. Yeah. Young, young to suddenly be suffering from symptoms that I got. But so it was the type of inflammatory arthritis I was suffering from was palindromic arthritis, which is really rare to the point that most GPs haven't heard of it. Right. Um, so one minute I was fine and then the next minute I just started getting aches in my wrists for a couple of days then it would go then it would be in my shoulder and the aches became more and more so initially they were aches um, and then they became actual pain to the point that I couldn't walk up and down the stairs I couldn't lift my hand up to put the tap on to make a cup of tea um, so it was really debilitating and I just went from being absolutely fine to not being able to live a normal life easily, but still having the demands of being a mum, a wife, a, I was a school teacher at the time. Um, and I would go to the GPs and they would say, oh, see how it goes, have some painkillers and painkillers didn't touch the pain. Um, and eventually I managed to get a referral to a rheumatologist, but it was a three month wait. And I suppose I was really lucky that all happens in quite a short space of time. Yeah, it happens in quite a short space of time because I was in so much pain. I just kept going back to the GPs and saying, I need to know what this is. And I remember one time I went back and I couldn't move my shoulder. And, and he was telling me that I'd injured it. And I was saying, no, it, it, will, it will be gone by tomorrow, but I literally couldn't move it. And, and he put it down in my notes as a shoulder impingement. And by the next day, it cleared up. Because I think one of the characteristics of palindromic arthritis is that you have these joint flares um, and pain, and it, it will be there for a period of time. It might be hours, it might be days, and then it will go and it will come somewhere else. So initially for me, it was, 
every afternoon I would get flares and they'd be in the same place for three days and then there'd be somewhere else for three days. I, I've not heard about that be, uh, that type of arthritis before. And so, you know, when you talked about one day you were fine and then the next you were quite unable to do everyday things, how quick was that transition? Within within a couple of weeks. That's really quick, isn't it? it started um, just before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And by Christmas and New Year, I was really struggling. Yeah. yeah. And then how long did it take? I know you said you had like a three-month waiting list to see someone how long did the diagnosis process take so it was quite the end of March that I saw the rheumatologist by which time I'd um, gone down other routes and sorted myself out ah right okay (laughs) (laughs) painkillers weren't touching it and I just thought I cannot be in this much pain for so long because it is excruciating so did you have an idea of what it was then before you got to the doctors if you'd gone down your own sort of route and trying to find out what it was no, I think um, rheumatoid arthritis was being considered, mm-hmm. and but the blood tests had come back negative. Um, 50% of people who have palindromic arthritis do go on to have rheumatoid. And the difference is palindromic arthritis, it's excruciating pain at the time, whereas I think rheumatoid is more of an achy pain. Um, and palindromic arthritis doesn't actually affect your joints once the flare goes. There's no joint damage, whereas rheumatoid does. Right, okay. Um, did, you, did you know anything about it before you were diagnosed with it then? No. Nothing. And it was just, I, I tried, to, I went to a chiropractor, um, having been to doctors, and she suggested that I try an elimination diet, which is what I headed off to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the results were miraculous. So I'd had all these painkillers from doctors, quite strong ones, not, hadn't touched the pain. I started this elimination diet, um, which meant cutting out most of my diet. No, no sugar, no gluten, no dairy, um, very few, well, I think no carbs at the time. Um, and there was something else. No, no nightshades, so tomatoes, potatoes, aubergines. And within a week, the pain had decreased. Within three weeks, it had gone. Blimey. Um, yeah. Mm. And then I reintroduced feeds and found that the cause of my pain was mostly gluten. Dairy caused other problems. I also got rid of a whole load of niggles that had been there for years that were annoying, like, really um, bad period pains that had got worse and worse and to the point that they then sent me to bed for a day but they went as well um so I couldn't have gluten I couldn't have dairy and refined sugar um so I no longer eat any of those mm-hmm. I'm fine with alcohol thank goodness <laughs> <laughs> yeah to make sure you get your priorities right yeah definitely <laughs> And, and also, I'm fine. I'd say my, the majority of my diet is vegetables. Vegetables, I, I do eat meat, but I tend to go for organic grass-fed meat. So it's come from a good source, but it's also high in, it's got a high nutritional value. Mm-hmm. I know um, when we talked about alcohol, when we did the diet with you, um, we started reintroducing things and you said like red wine is probably one of the best things that you can have and look for an organic 
one um so is that is that something still you practice you look for like organic wines and ones without sulfites i guess sorry ones without sulfites is that a bad thing to have in um it depends and i think that's that's actually a really good point so yes for me i i go for organic wines um i try to go for ones without sulfites but they are few and far between but it depends on the person diets really individual to everyone so for me it's gluten dairy and sugar uh, for somebody else it might be alcohol and nightshades so it could, it could be anything mm-hmm. and that's why i think if you're going to tackle this you need to actually just cut things out and see what it is for you what's the safest way to do that joe so you said you went online and you you decided that doing a um, an elimination diet was the right thing for you to do. How, how did you go about that? So I, I found a book um, from by a nutritionist that guided me through it. And I also did a lot of research into functional medicine, um, which is a whole bunch of medicine in America. They're, they're trained doctors, but then they've done extra training on nutrition and lifestyle and how that affects chronic conditions and how you can change the course of disease with that. Mm-hmm. and that's kind of led you down to the path now because not only did you you obviously followed it and you had such like you said miraculous results from it and that is something that you've now trained in and, and delivering for other people now yes yes because okay. I'm really passionate about it um I've since I'm also I also been retrained as a nurse so I realized having then got this myself that the NHS was set up not to deal with chronic conditions because we didn't have all those chronic conditions years ago and we're breaking it by having all these chronic conditions and we're not even fixing the chronic conditions for people and this is another way you everyone has the power to fix themselves and I'm really passionate about getting people to do that because I'm thinking back I I was miserable I had no energy I was fat I was in pain and by doing that diet, I lost, I lost 12 kilograms and it's never come back. Um, I had suddenly had an abundance of energy that I hadn't had for 20 years Um, and I got rid of the pain and everyone has the power to do that. I think I've realized since that you need to look at more than just nutrition. Mm -hmm. So you need to look at your whole lifestyle and sleep vitamin d is really important exercise as well as the nutrition and also stress stress levels and where it's coming from in your life and how you can change that yeah definitely Um, and that's something that you 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 look into as well isn't it because as well as doing the nutrition and um, the diet that we did with you in january we also did something called eam so can you tell us a little bit about that as well yeah so it's called the the energy alignment method um, it was developed by a lovely lady called Yvette Taylor. And it's, it's based on the principle that everything is energy and therefore you can change it. If you think of everything's made of atoms and then if you take that down a level, it, what are atoms made of? They're made of electrons, which is energy. And if you can change the energy of things like your emotions, your thoughts, your beliefs, you can change how you're feeling and thinking and change the world around you and your reality. 
I'd love you to have a conversation with Ben, who we did the happy happy with, because he he talks very much about things like like that. And we we base quite a lot of the weeks around like kind of energy and the power of positivity, the power of gratitude and of taking self uh, and, and taking self-care as well. All those kind of things, looking at your whole lifestyle and reprogramming. Because I also know just before we started recording that you mentioned we're well, we're trying to do an NLP course between us, aren't we? we we've done about one module and we're, we're, we need to get together to do that. But you've also mentioned hypnotherapy is something you're looking into as well. Yes, I'm halfway through training in that at the moment. But I think the, the similarities between NLP, hypnosis and EAM, and they're all about rewiring your brain and neuroplasticity and how you can change your thinking and you can change your neural, I can't speak, neural pathways. Um, and I, I just don't think we harness that power enough. Mm. It's interesting what you said about that the NHS isn't set up uh, to deal with chronic conditions. Because um, I know I bang on about this quite a bit on the podcast, but obviously I've, I've been diagnosed with MS. But also there's a whole other suite of things that have come come along with that. And one of the reasons that I did the anti-inflammatory diet with you in January is because I was having digestive issues, which I'm, which I'm still struggling with now. In fact, I've had digestive issues probably for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I've been on the phone to my doctor last week and she's talking about FODMAP diets and things like that. And I just feel a little bit lost with, with, with the NHS and knowing what to do. And, and having spoken to my last two guests as well. So we had Laura talking about fibromyalgia and it took, took her nine years to get a diagnosis on that. We had Hannah last week talking about PCOS and she said she'd been diagnosed with it when she was like 15 or 16. They just gave her a leaflet and off she popped and they said, oh, we'll, we'll look into it again when you decide when you decided you're going to have children. And it's, it's really not good enough, is it? I mean, you said that you returned as as a, a nurse as well. Are you still doing nursing now? I am, yeah. I, so I'm a practice nurse at a GP's. And I, and I see a lot of patients with chronic conditions. But there's generally a protocol that you follow. And I'm not sure that we're, we're meeting their needs because nutrition is a very small part of that. And... Also, traditional diet advice from the government actually isn't that healthy, which I would argue is why we possibly have um, this diabetes crisis. Yeah. Um, it needs to change. Mm. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it sounds like you kind of went away and sort of sorted yourself <laughs> out before you went to get to the doctor's. Did the doctor give you any help when you actually went to the clinic after that, that three months? So the rheumatologist was brilliant because he listened to me. He listened to everything I've been doing. He said, it sounds like it's palindromic arthritis because it's characteristic of it coming and going. Your diet's working for you, so carry on. And I am so pleased he said that because the alternative is just doesn't bear thinking about. It's these... Um, awful steroid medications that then lower your immune system. Um, I'm on a a support group that I joined at the time and I still have a look now and again. And there are people with palindromic arthritis who are on these medications. They have very low immune systems because of the drugs they're on. They're now at high risk of COVID. And 
I would have, oh, it's just an awful position to be in, mm-hmm. um, especially when there's an alternative. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, it sounded like you said, that, you know, it all happened ra- rather kind of quickly. Um, and but at the time, I mean, mentally and physically, if you said that you were struggling to do just even little things around the house, must have been a bit of a worrying time because I guess you just didn't know what was happening to you. Yeah, that and the fact it happened so quickly, and I went downhill so quickly, and as, as well as the joint pain, there was like this overwhelming fatigue, and I'd feel really cold, and and it, it was just really scary. Mm. So do you do you not st- struggle with your symptoms at all now, or is it little cases where it flares up? Or um, if I'm under a lot of stress, sometimes I get a bit of an ache. If I eat gluten, I I've only done it a couple of times, both times by accident. Um, the first time, the pain came back in my knee for three days, and I, I struggled to walk for three days. Why me? So, in some ways, it's good because I think I'm a lot healthier for it. Um, and, and knowing that can happen means it keeps me motivated to doing it. And mm-hmm. um, actually I enjoy food so much more now. My, my diet, I eat fat, which I'd spent years avoiding, trying to be slim, doing Weight Watchers, doing Slimming World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And, and it, it spirals, it's yo-yo dieting, isn't it? You can get rid of it, it comes back on, you're not that healthy. I'm still eating sugary things, or I was back then, and your gut bacteria isn't that healthy. And really, it, it all comes back to gut bacteria and gut health and um, what molecules you're absorbing. I really, I mean, I, I, both Liz and I enjoy our food, and I know that you do as well. When we first did that first week, we were like, oh, we're a bit worried, and you're like, don't worry, ladies, there's still plenty of things that you can eat. And yeah, I remember you do saying to me something about, you know, don't be afraid of fat because mm. obviously a Slimming World and I've been a Slimming World consultant, it's, you know, it's low fat things all the way and you cut out things like avocados and nuts. And what I really liked about this diet is like, I'm eating all this stuff that I haven't touched for years since I was at, at Slimming World. So it was a complete change round, but all the food still was really good. And I know the saying, you're saying that there's a lot of things that you cut out but it's, it's not a case of cutting them out forever. It's cutting them out and then reintroducing them and then finding things, like you said to you, gluten and gluten and dairy yeah. that you just you just said, keep out of your diet now. And, and refined sugar, but I, I have a small amount of maple syrup and honey yeah. in, my, in my special chocolate brownie recipe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always have to hand, so if someone else is having a treat, I can have that. Oh, that is very important, definitely. <laughs> Definitely don't feel deprived. <laughs> um, so if somebody is listening and they've been diagnosed with an inflammatory condition or particularly the, the arthritis that you're suffering with, what would your best piece of advice for them be? Think, stop and take a deep breath and look at your whole lifestyle. So you look at what you're eating, look at are you sleeping? Look at all the symptoms you have. Treat your person as a whole because you're not a, a head and a body. How do you feel as well? I used to suffer from a lot of anxiety and that, that changed massively um, when I changed my diet. That's um, interesting. That's really interesting. Mm, yeah. and, and I would put that down to the sugar, definitely. Mm. Um, and another thing that's helped with that uh, was the uh, EAM as I mentioned earlier 
mm-hmm. you can change your thoughts, feelings, and emotions of that. Um, but yeah, look at the whole of you. Look at where the stress is in your life, and then get a book on an elimination diet, or come and look at my website. I run um, regular nutrition courses. They're between six and eight weeks, and um, we. I literally take you on the journey to finding which foods work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know when you did it, you, you had success with, with different, I don't want to say things for you, but <laughs> with, with different things and your testimonials on my website. So if anyone oh, wants yes. to know what Kedrin had success with, you can watch it. <laughs> yeah, we'll link your website in the, um, in the show notes below and um also you're quite active on social media and things as well aren't you I see you popping up every so often on instagram yeah, yeah we, we did the eight eight weeks as well um and i think some of the things that i was really struggling with was as similar to what you were saying because a lot of these chronic conditions seem to have similar con- uh, symptoms so things like fatigue concentration i mean it doesn't help that we've been working from home for that year and a half but i cannot focus on things so when and, and my diet wasn't particularly great because it was just after Christmas we did it wasn't it in January so I'd let things slip a little bit but just even over the first couple of weeks just felt a lot better but also I thought like there was like little things that I thought I was really going to struggle giving up because I like a good cup of coffee but then when you swap it out for different things and because you're not eating those refined sugars you find that you cry you crave them less or you you don't even crave them yeah so yeah, so we did it for the eight weeks, and I I did like I say really enjoyed it. The 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 food uh, I enjoyed, the recipes were still good, and you could still eat large quantities as well. Because yeah. I love food, I couldn't live without food. No. Um, but what you were just saying about tastes, um, I can remember I I did my original diet in the January, and by the August I I tried some Cadbury's chocolate, and I just went, ugh, this is horrible, mm. and it. Whereas before I'd run, mm, yum, more please. And it's just, it, your taste changed so much and you don't miss things. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's like almost like retraining your brain, isn't it? It's like retraining your taste buds. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned a little bit about your website there, but if more, if people did want to know a bit more about the, the inflammatory diet, uh, where, where could they find you? What's your website address and where, where else? Because you talked about a book that you read and I know there's a few things that you recommended to Liz and I when we were doing the course as well. Um, so the book I looked at was called The Gut Makeover by Jeanette Hyde, um, and, and it changed my life. Um, my website is www.jobrimmel.co.uk, and um, two M's, two L's in Brimmel. Um, and you can find out more information or contact me through that. Okay, great stuff. So um, it is a happiness hub. So um, I've been asking you to come on the show for a little while now. So thank you ever so much for for coming on. It's nice to catch up because we haven't really um, done that for the last couple of months of everything going on. But we always do like to ask our uh, guests about what's been making, well, what makes them happy or particularly what's been making you happy sort of in the last sort of six months because we're we're nearly halfway through 2021, which you can Mm -hmm. can you believe. Right. Can you bear with me for a second? Yes. (laughs) This is what makes me happy. Hello, Pooch. (laughs) Ranger and taking him for dog walks. 
in, the, in, in nature and in the country. You're listening to The Happiness Hub, part of the Where Redshift Community Wendy, Podcast Network with me, Liz Parkin, and me, Kitchen Elliott. Every episode, uh, we'll share you. top tips on how to get happy and, and happy. stay happy. So listen in, uh, get involved, and be happy. January 2020. Oh, so not that long then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like quite a lot of um, podcasts that we've done, there's always been some animals, like my cats um, was meowing just before <laughs> we did the, did the call. Uh, but yeah, I do believe that pets are a very great uh, way of helping you de-stress and good for your well-being. And like you say, if you've got, I mean, I, my cat probably won't want to come out for a walk with me, but it's great to have a dog because um, actually Hannah last week was talking about her dog and she said it, it just motivates, motivates her to get out and do some uh, activity. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And it's, it is good to, I think that's the other thing that's underrated, being out in nature. It's very important just for our well-being and our souls. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Um, we've talked quite a lot about that on the podcast before. And when we did our first series and we asked everybody what they do for their mental health, I would say 99% of them, people said getting out, being out in nature, going for a walk. Um, and when the weather's been so lovely as it has been recently, um, like you were talking about your vitamin D, yeah. if you can get it from the sun, even better. Yeah. definitely yeah so joe uh, we just come to the end of the podcast is there anything else that you would like to add no i've i've forgotten to ask you um, no i think that's everything <laughs> thank you i really enjoyed it oh good well you can come on again then sure. <laughs> once you've done your hypnotherapy course you can come and can can you i suppose you can do hypnotherapy over zoom can you so um i was thinking you would be able to i can yeah. do EDM on zoom so i don't see why not okay maybe we could do that then <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm always about if you need any test subjects like we did for your uh, anti-inflammatory diet um, i will to keep me in mind yeah um just quickly before we go you mentioned about about a new machine that you've got that you said you were t- going to try out will you just tell us what that is because i was really intrigued by that uh, well i'm still learning myself yeah. but i had an amazing experience um as a client using it um, it's, it's a bioresonance machine, which um, basically does quantum energy healing. And I did it over Zoom, but it was out of this world. I've, I've been, I used to go to a healing lady and that was amazing. It was relaxing. I could see colors and I could feel a bit of energy. But this was like visiting her whilst on drugs. It was, <laughs> it was not that I've ever done drugs, but... It was, it was bonkers. I, I could feel energy moving around my mouth. Yeah. At one point, the energy expanded so much that I had to open my mouth to let it out. And it was, it was mad. So is, I, it a, is it a physical machine that you use? Physical machine. It's only about that big. Yeah. Um, it has two functions. So you can use it for um, microcurrents mm. to balance voltages in your cells. Or you can do this quantum healing with it, and I'm still looking into it. But at some point, we can have a have a go. Sounds very interesting. I was <laughs> I was asking you because of the quantum part whether you could time travel with it or something. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to give it a go. Thank you so much for it's been lovely catching up, and thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for Ranger for coming on for the last couple of minutes of the podcast. <laughs> And um, yeah, we need to we need to book in uh, some time to do some more NLP training. 
Thank you for having me. That's quite all right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.